Blog Talk Radio. This is Janine, and you're listening to Lunch with Loudon. Coffee Party Internet Radio is a part of the Be the Media Project. Uh, for a complete list of the Coffee Party Radio Network shows, go to www.coffeepartyusa.com and click on Radio Shows. Uh, consider being a member of our team. Uh, I'm excited because we'll be talking to a past member of our team soon. But first, power to the people. Because a copy party strategy includes using our social media presence to alert our members and supporters to actions, I spend a few minutes every broadcast, beginning with a little segment I, of course, call Power to the People. If you would like to promote actions in your community, you can contact me directly and get a mention on the show. So leave a message on the Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. You can email me at Janine at CoffeePartyUSA.com, J-E-A-N-E-N-E. You could call into a broadcast, Thursdays, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, If you have something to promote right now, the number is 646-929-2495, and press 1 to be in the host queue. If I just see you there without the 1, I'll just think you're listening on the phone. So when you call in, here's my reminder. Uh, We all comply with what we call the civility pledge. And if that's new to you, I'm just going to verbatim read it. As a member or supporter of the coffee party, I pledge to conduct myself in a way that is civil, honest, and respectful towards people with whom I disagree. I value people from different cultures. I value people from with different ideas and I value and cherish the democratic process. So here we go. I separate each one with a dean. So this week, World Refugee Day 2017 is happening. Uh, It's already sort of started. It's not really a day. It seems to be uh, a, a month or so. So, you know, some events happened yesterday. A lot of them are happening July 8th. A bunch are happening the week after that. So, if World Refugee Day uh, is something you're interested in, you can go to the Facebook search, do World Refu- Refugee Day 2017, and you'll get lists of dozens and dozens of Facebook events, and you'll find one near you. July 1st is the Rise Up 5K Walk and Run in 308 cities across America. You can check that out at riseup 5 k Org. July 2nd, with some local marches on July 3rd, is the Impeachment March. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, but if you want to find a march near you or understand the intention or the practice of the Impeachment March, you go to impeachmentmarch.org. So we're coming up to the July 4th recess. 
and there are town halls all over America. I think this is a key time for people to check these out, be involved, even if you just go stand, watch, and observe. Um, so some senators, some senators and representatives will use the recess uh, for town halls and community forums. To find them, I could find no central listing. But to find them, you can go directly to the, your congressional delegation on their, you know, widen.gov, uh, defazio.gov. I'm giving you the names of my personal representatives. And um, they'll tell you about their list or about their, you know, are they meeting eight times in your state? Are they meeting once? You can find their schedule. But alternatively, there's a whole bunch of folks who are choosing not to have town halls or uh, community forums during the upcoming break. And Indivisible is um, putting out the idea of re recess office visits. As a matter of fact, some of those office visits have already started. So constituents are planning office visits, meaning go to their local office, go to their DC office. Uh, in my case, the, any given member might have three or four offices. So um, go there, meet up with people, express your points of view. Uh, as a matter of fact, some local ADAPT groups, remember the groups of folks who were in wheelchairs and uh, with walkers and crutches who put themselves in front of Mitch McConnell's office um, last week. They were my heroes of the day that day. Um, they're actually calling out for some of these um, office visits, if you want to call them like that. And so the way to find ADAPT I couldn't find a central list for ADAPT either, but every state has an ADAPT group. And so you search for your state ADAPT group and they'll tell you whether or not they've got activities planned. You can also check with your local indivisible groups and they may know. Oh, I've been listening to this one for a few weeks, July 19th through 21st. The American Legislative Exchange Council, known as ALEC, is having its annual meeting in Denver, Colorado. And do what you will with that information. Uh, if you happen to be a person who ends up attending, uh, I would love to have you on the show. This is where the mischief is made. And this is where interesting things like voter ID and, um, oh gosh, maybe Don and I will talk about the things that Alex says. But anyway, Denver, Colorado, if, you're, if you attend, please be a guest on the show. July 24th is the Millions March for Medicare for All in D.C. and cities across the 50 states. Go to their Facebook event, Millions March for Medicare, and then the number for all. And July 29th, the National Rally for Healthcare a week later also in D.C., also local um, events. And so you can find that event at www.facebook.com slash events. Um, I could read you the number. It's 241-462-529-7142. Do your Facebook search for National Rally for Healthcare, and you'll find them. Uh, way out there in the future, uh, not so far now, August 24th through 27th, um, the Coffee Party Board of Directors is holding its annual meeting. It'll be in Oregon this year. Yay, the first time I don't have to travel. And so um, 
Coffee Party members are going to receive an email. Uh, it's like a survey asking for your opinions and answers to questions about things that should be directed for the board's consideration at that meeting. I hope if you get that email, you'll open it, spend two minutes, and let us know what you think about things and stuff. Remember, all the information that I give you uh, in the Power to the People segment is on the Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but it's there, and um, it's shareable, usable. Go for it. Uh, and then I have sort of this ongoing list of things that we track. One of them is the March for Journalism, which is still to be announced. It promises marches in D.C., New York, L.A., and other cities, but so far, no more information. I'm actually hoping a March for Journalism happens. Um, I would certainly attend. Check out the Resist event list, and that's at resistandprotest.com slash event dash list. Um, this is the most comprehensive events list I've ever seen. It goes all the way from, you know, your um, uh, the, the local uh, indivisible potluck to the March Millions March for Medicare for All. I mean, I've never. I, this is the most comprehensive. You can either sort by your state. Uh, it'll it'll let you sort by what's close to you, but also you can just watch the whole list. And I mean, on today alone, I think I scanned through like 36 events across the country. So um, if you ever wonder what you're going to do with your weekend or your evening, I'd I'd go to that list. And let's see. I think I'm going to pass. We've you know we've had a long list of the ongoing places you can go to search, but. I am so anxious to uh, get to our guest. I'm going to call it good for today. Yay. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, today, uh, I feel like I'm having a, a reunion conversation. Don Manning was the past host of Speaking of America with the Coffee Party Internet Radio Network. And he's joining us today to talk about his activism, past and present so if you'd like to chime in on this conversation, again, 646-929-2495 and press 1 to be in the host queue. Don, welcome to Lunch with Loudon. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. It's, it's great to uh, speak with you again and, and uh, be on the air and, and uh, you know, letting our uh, – our uh, words span out there into the internet and find some friends. That's what we like. <laughs> it, it, it's exactly true. So, Don, you gave me a great bio, so I'm just going to read it for our listeners um, because I love the way you speak and the way you wrote it, you know. So here we go, everybody. I'm reading again, so it's going to sound like I'm reading. I'm a lifelong resident of the Northwest, parentheses, so is Janine, specifically the Olympic Peninsula, West Sound area. A recent grandfather, semi-retired businessman and real estate broker, but still manage other people's rentals, import fair trade and organic coffee beans, and run a small firm and commercial business. Oops, I forgot to say the names. Fair Planet Coffee and Sky High Productions. You've been an activist since the late 60s at some level or another. 
protested, marched, or spoke at rallies and marches locally in Seattle and Washington, D.C. Don considers himself to be a progressive humanist, believes strongly in health care as a right, getting dark money out of politics, overturning Citizens United ruling, eliminating PACs, and the separation of church and state, among other things. Don is also the co-founder of West Sound for Social Justice. In January of 2017, with seven other concerned Americans, um, the organization was formed to focus on it to educate on the issues, engage a critical thought process in deciphering current events, and propose legislation at state and several levels. Uh, So far, 300 members and operate mostly under the guidelines of indivisible. There, I'll give you a ding. Dang, yeah, that that, was, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it did sound really good. And, you know, uh, it's, it's what um, – that person is the one I enjoyed so much on the radio, and I know I'm going to enjoy talking to today. So uh, I can't wait to ask you about the West Sound for Social Justice, but I just have to ask you first about the rallies you've attended and spoken to. Are these all pretty recent or – um, well, it, our own uh, uh, little rallies, and I've taken part here just recently uh, in Seattle. I mean, we had uh, a year or so ago, well, it's probably a couple years now, we had the uh, uh, shut down the ports uh, kind of thing, and uh, it got a little bit um, confrontational, uh, you know, with stun uh, grenades and some gas and horses and that kind of stuff. Which uh, you know, I'm losing. I'm I'm losing you just a little bit, Don. There's a for some reason you're fading in and out. So I don't know if there's anything you can change. But go ahead. Yeah, let me uh, let me try the speakerphone and see if that's is that better for you? Oh, way better. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, the um, the shut down the ports um, uh, march that was a few years ago in Seattle, uh, it, it 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 got some uh, publicity. A lot of it locally, anyway, it was kind of negative because the uh, news outfit uh, kind of focused on some isolated incidents of. Uh, of um, you know hooliganism, I'd call it you know throwing things and whatnot, which was very limited. But as with all media, it seems they like to focus on the negative things in marches and make it look like that's what the whole thing was about. Uh, you know, a bunch of unruly protesters in the street, and uh, you know this conversation could lead to. Speaking of a lot of legislation that's being proposed, uh, a lot of it coming from uh, ALEC. Um, I heard you speak of them um, going into the uh, <laughs> show. Um, you know, there's just so many battlefronts right now, uh, Janine. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a reason why we formed yet another uh, group, you know, West Sound for Social Justice. With the thought in mind that, um, you know, it's a target-rich environment out there to to confront uh, injustice in its many different forms, whether it be environmental, economic, uh, racial, uh, gender, you know, it just goes on and on. And it's no longer, um, when I say it's no longer a, um, a matter of connecting dots, 
because the dots are all touching and and the picture's so so clear of what is is going on and i i uh am forever astounded by the denial of some to see what's right there in front of them to you know fully understand what's going on and that is the uh you know the control basically of of our government our 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 country by uh the ultra uh rich um the uh the corporations and the and the handful of uh, uber rich people millionaires anymore are are nothing um it's the you know several hundred billionaires um that in one way or another for the mo- the great great percentage of them are the ones that are pulling the strings and have um, our so-called uh, public servants, uh, you know, doing their their bidding in the uh, proposed legislation and um, you know getting in front of the cameras and the microphone and speaking about what the American people want. And I many times I scratch my head because what they're talking about, I'm like, I gee, I don't remember us voting on that or anybody talking about that. It sounds more like what. The corporations want, and so when they say American people, a lot of times I think that's who they're talking about. Is their is their uh, uh, their financial su- uh, supporters, uh, lobbyists, and and uh, the people with the checkbooks. And the checkbooks are oh yeah deep. yeah Don't... yes yes I've always believed that the very best fib is the one that has just a little bit of truth, and so you know the little bit of truth is there are Americans who feel this way. But, you know, yeah. the 10 of them don't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. Right. So, yeah. I. So it looks like your organization is really about kind of bringing this, what did you call it, a target-rich environment, but bringing it home. And so I'm curious about acting locally as opposed to, you know, I mean, I traveled to D.C. for the Women's March. I was, you know, I've been there for several marches now, and, I've traveled up and down the West Coast to go to others. I almost came to Seattle for one of them, but it was just too much. But do you feel you have the opportunity now with your West Sound uh, organization to make a bigger impact where you live? Well, I mean, that's a start. Um, we're, you know, we're not confining ourselves uh, just locally and, you know, we're, we're um, you know, as a group, I mean, compared to the size of membership of uh, uh, Coffee Party or Move to Amend and, and other national uh, groups, you know, we're a grain of sand on Miami Beach. But, but you know, that grain of sand, if it's in your eye, can be kind of irritating. And so that's, uh, that's the uh, – uh, that, that's the thought of, uh, uh, you know, what – what we want to do is, you know, we, we want to hold our local politicians accountable. Uh, we've got people that, uh, you know, the focus of, of what they're doing is to monitor uh, proposed legislation that is, uh, you know, trying to get made into law here, here in uh, Olympia in our capital. And we also pay attention to uh, national and, and, you know, a, um, an example is been, you know, when when you get in, sometimes you get on the phone and you'll call uh, maybe um, uh, Marco Rubio's office, you know, about something. Or you know, in my case, I had a recent conversation with the office of uh, Steve King, and um, I think it's Iowa. Um, 
and talking to his people. And a lot of times the, the people that are working the phones for these uh, congressmen, senators, they're, they're like, well, uh, where do you live? Are you a constituent? Uh, yes, I am a constituent. If your uh, employer, your representative, or your congressman, your senator that you're working for is proposing legislation or voting on legislation that's going to have an impact on all America, um, I think that just because I don't live in that state that we shouldn't have a voice. Now, granted, if it's some local thing, then I'm, I understand that, and I'm not one for having, like, outside money come in in a local uh, uh, piece of legislation to go against it. Uh, GMOs comes to mind. You know, we had that recently in the – in yeah. Washington, labeling, labeling. It had a lot of outside money, you know, come in to help uh, defeat that with a bunch of uh, commercials on, you know, the uh, media that were uh, basically lies. Um, and, you know, um, mission uh, accomplished, you know, that outside uh, money won. So, um, you know, we're, we're focused on um, as much as, as we can do. And when we have people come on board, uh, you know, we, we make it uh, clear that, you know, we're willing to take whatever time you have, whether it be uh, 30 minutes a week, 30 hours a week, 24-7, uh, whatever you have to volunteer for time. Uh, we have people that are homebound. Uh, they can't go to marches, but they can uh, get on the phone and they can write emails and they can, you know, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of tools now in today's, you know, uh, technology. Um, you've got the, the, uh, the resist bot. Uh, you can do faxes from your phone. You can, you can do the five call. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with any of these, but um, they're, they're listed on our website for the most part. And, and, uh, you know, the, the uh, five call uh, app uh, basically will show you, uh, give you the phone numbers, the, the, the issues and who to call. And, you know, it's like a, basically just pushing buttons and, and talking on the phone. And a lot, of, a lot of times nowadays, especially with the Republican uh, representatives, congressmen, uh, you're going to get either a, a mailbox that's full or you're going to get a recording. Uh, maybe you can leave a message. Um, and then again, you know, you could get somebody on the phone, intern or whatnot. And for the most part, everybody that I've talked to, as far as a live human, have been, uh, you know, real civil. And of course, we try to uh, tell everybody that's how we want to have it too. You know, like coffee party. You know, civil discourse. And uh, yes. uh, you, you're not going to get your message listen to if it's all about screaming and hollering and, and going off the beam, although a lot of this stuff makes you want to scream and holler. Um, we just have to keep, uh, we just have to stay the course and, and, and uh, keep plugging along. Um, and there's a lot of uh, help, you know, in, in the numbers too, because people have a tendency to get uh, overwhelmed by it, uh, depressed even. And, uh, you know, we got to help each other up. We're all in this together. Oh, absolutely. I, if I can throw in just a bit from, uh, I've been in D.C. on lobby days where you make appointments with your congressional delegation, go in and speak to, usually it's a staffer, but it's, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've had my picture taken with Peter DeFazio like six times now. <laughs> 
anyway, um, one thing I have to tell, one thing I want to tell people who are nervous about calling these congressional offices, the the intern who answers the phone, and they're almost virtually always interns, can't wait for you to call. They literally sit there waiting for you to call. And then when you call, I've, I've watched it in all three of their offices. They sit there, they write down what you say. They might hit a little chart, like a pro-con chart. Those, those lists, those comments, and those charts go into your elected or his senior staff every day, if not more often. And um, they are polite. And in all my years of calling, the one time someone said, well, you know, the senator's notion about this was, I just said, oh, excuse me, I called to tell you my perspective, not to be schooled on your perspective. So if you please just let the senator know. And then it was, that's all it took. I mean, I was polite. And mm-hmm. sometimes people are frustrating. But what was the famous uh, off-book quote from Dr. King? It was like, you just got to love the hell out of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them with kindness. Yeah. So to yeah. speak. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you mentioned your website and tools. So I want to... Uh, do the little shout out for if you want to check out West Sound for Social Justice, that website is WSSJ.org. So uh, I'll get right. that up on Lunch with Loudon as soon as we're done. And um, oh, I that, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and the key is uh, .org, O-R-G, .com, sends you off to some Chinese uh, something or other. I don't even know what it is, but <laughs> make sure you get the make sure you get the .org on there, like an organization. Yes, that's uh, that's the key there. But uh, nice and simple, yeah, WSSJ.org. And anybody that wants to, um, you know, inquire about maybe – uh, joining our group, you don't really have to live in the West Sound uh, because of the, you know, the, the electronic age we live in. Um, you, you know, you can just uh, work with us and 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 do your thing from wherever you're at. Because, like I said, a lot of these issues that we're up against, especially in this current administration, are are national issues. So, uh, you know, people from uh, all over the U.S. Uh, we're more than happy to have you on board and again to to help out with as little or as much time as you have to uh uh you know put into the in, into the equation uh, every little bit uh, can help so i really appreciate it and i appreciate you uh, letting us uh, plug it on on your uh uh your show too janine it's uh it's uh, really is great uh, talking with you again and a lot of times i i think about getting the show fired back up again but I just I got so many things going on right now that it just uh, it's just a matter of of the you know the the time so I just have to try to do uh, what I can with the time that's uh, uh, there in front of me so we just keep uh, oh I totally get it plodding forward yeah yeah uh, you had well, mentioned as often of, as you want oh go ahead go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. As often as I want, what? I was just going to say is <laughs> just as often as you would like to come back and anything you would like to talk about. So if you ever get the itch that this is really a topic you've got in your mind that you'd like to do a broadcast on, just get a hold of me. It's, my show is traditionally at noon Pacific, but it actually can be any time of day on Thursday. And so oh, that's um, great. I would love to be. 
Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun, uh, especially, you know, what you said earlier about it's not about connecting the dots anymore. You know, I, no. I, I spent four years doing exactly that. You know, I think we all did in the beginning of Coffee Party Radio, help trying to help people connect the dots so that you saw mm-hmm. how does – how does money in politics translate to reduced taxes or negative taxes for GE or Monsanto, right? How does that happen? And, <laughs> but you're right. It's like, the, it's like the windshield is so dirty now with the connecting of the dots, you got to like pull into the car wash and it just, you know, the activism is like pulling into the car wash to get it off there. And, um, so that's why this show is sort of morphing into here's a gazillion ways you can participate. And then interviewing right. people like you who are actually up to something and doing something to help people make that first step, second step, the next step for them, whatever it may be, um, to taking control of what's going on in their country. So I think that's really important. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Now, um, yeah. No, go ahead. You got another question. I, I feel it. <laughs> no, no. Actually, just go on a roll. I'll tell you what. I'll give you one. You just go on a roll with it. Uh, so, <laughs> is there something? <laughs> is there something that you, your group, or you personally see as a leading priority? I, I you also mentioned how there's just it's, it's a big scatter pattern of um, stuff going on right now. So is there anything that's on the forefront for you right now? Well, um, I think the one thing, and not to, you know, try to make it uh, simplistic, but, um, you know, I can't, I can't remember the, the, uh, the performer or the, I I think it may have been uh, John Lennon that, uh, you know, had a, had a line, just give me some truth. And, mm. you know, that's, that's what we, that's what we're, we're starving for um, because we are never have, I, in my uh, 60 plus years <laughs> and since I've been paying attention, which would be about uh, uh, 50 of those, um, never have I seen such a uh, blatant, uh, display of uh, corruption and just straight-faced lying from the top down. I mean, you know, uh, the the list of of Trump lies since day one is is just staggering. And my concern is even more so than the lies themselves that we're being bombarded with is the acceptance or the um uh the 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 apathy uh for the most part of this certain uh core of of people that you know i don't know are some of them in denial do some of them just not care do some of them want to uh actually you know bring down the democracy uh, shred the fabric of of our government and the democratic process. I mean, do they want to see like just total, you know, uh, anarchy? Uh, are they just uh, delirious? Are they, are they just not paying attention? You know, what is the the problem? Because you still have this this 
this group, and then I used to call them 22 percenters, because for the longest time, you found this contrarian group of people uh, in all issues, and mostly issues that had to do with our society or democracy, and there would be this this group uh, that, you know, maybe some of them morphed into the Tea Party or whatever, but there was this group of about 22% usually that you could see in polls almost religiously that number was there. It could vary a point or two either way, but uh, it was there all the time. Well, now that number is uncomfortably, in my estimation, risen to about 35%. And, uh, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta stop. And that, that's why, you know, one of our things and our purpose is that we're trying to help people, you know, focus their research, engage, you know, critical thought process. Don't take everything that you hear uh, uh, on the news or uh, on the radio or that you read, uh, you know, don't take it so literal. I'll do some digging because it's not always the the truth. It could be uh, blatantly just the opposite. It could be tinged with truth and uh, the numbers can be skewed. But, it, you know, if you dig and find what really is going on and then for every action that these people are trying to do, and when I say these people, I'm talking about our so-called lawmakers. For every action that they're trying, mm-hmm. they're trying to do, you know, just ask yourself, who is benefiting by this? And more importantly, who is paying the price? Because for yes. that, the, the people that are going to benefit or the corporations that are going to benefit, who's picking up the tab? Well, in most cases, you're going to find that the disappearing middle class is picking up the tab and we are slipping. You know, when I say we, I'm speaking of the middle class, we are slipping lower and lower into, uh, you know, what could easily become uh, the haves and the have nots or the have nothings. There's not going to be an in-between and you can, you know, uh, pick uh, any number of sci-fi books or, or, uh, you know, Sinclair Lewis or uh, Naomi Klein, whatever, you know, and get these scenarios uh, going of what what if, what if. But, you know, a lot of the danger signs are out there, and we need to wake the hell up. Um, we need to hold these people accountable. They need to, they need to actually work for we the people. Um, you know, I said it uh, many times, uh, you know, working with the coffee party and, and on the program that we had there for a while um, that, um, you know, the, the government is constantly portrayed as the boogeyman. And who's usually the ones that are, are putting that out there are the people that are employed by the government. The government is us, the taxpayers. Yeah. And they're supposed to, right. they're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to have a government that's of, for, and by the people, the people. And by people, I mean, flesh and blood dying humans, not undying corporate entities that have slithered their way into the protections of our constitution that in no way, shape or form was ever intended to protect a corporation. And that's where exactly. we're at. And, you know, we've been there and it's an uphill battle. Uh, every once in a while we hit a dry patch and we can make a few more steps up that hill. But a lot of times somebody's throwing some, some ice or some grease out there and we're slipping and sliding. 
and and we've got to uh, we got to just keep battling, and we can't be complacent. Where if we are, we're going to be like the frog in the pan full of water on the stove. You know, that's that little story. Every day it's heating up a little bit more. Next thing you know, you're cooked. And and that, right. that unfortunately, I, I hate to sound like a doom and gloom guy, but this is serious business. And this this um, <laughs> this guy uh, that we have in in office now, I I still um, uh, not to be over dramatic, but I still find myself moderately uh, nauseous sometimes when I when I think about it. You know, how did this happen? This. This turned out, uh, not only did I think that he was totally unfit for office, I couldn't even begin to wrap my brain around the kind of things that this person has done to our country in this short amount of time by these idiots that are being appointed uh, to the cabinet that are the antithesis of the, of the position that they're in. Um, yeah. You know, let, let's get somebody to run the EPA that has sued the EPA is like a nemesis of them. Oh, let's make them the head of the EPA. I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, it's uh, it's just unbelievable. Rick Perry, Rick Perry was wasn't even qualified to be governor of Texas, and you know here he is again, a guy that couldn't even remember his three points when he was trying to run for president. Um, uh, Betsy DeVos and and what she wants to do to public education. I mean, that is. That's probably one of the worst things that and the attack on environmental uh, regulations and whatnot is this uh, this gal running the the uh, education. You know, she wants to make everything a a, a Christian uh, uh, you know private uh, school and um, you know basically uh, anybody that uh, in in her way of thinking anybody that can't afford to uh, go to these uh, private uh, uh, Christian schools all well you know we'll we'll I guess we'll get a soup line going for you you know. Um, it's just uh, right, un- right. unbelievable, unbelievable. We can't, we can't take two terms of this guy. Yeah, we're not, right, we, right. we're not going to be I, able I to call, keep I it together. Her, I call her Betsy Devoucher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for that, sure. it, it's tough. <laughs> well, and you know, you're. I've, I've also seen this twenty-two percent that it doesn't matter what people do. You know, remember when? When uh, the candidate said I could shoot somebody in broad daylight, you know, right. in the middle of uh, walls of New York City, and I'd get away with it. But but mm. you're right; it has grown to this 35 percent, and that's sort of even where mm-hmm. the president's approval rating is handling. And I, your mm-hmm. point about tainted truth—I think there's a huge relationship between tainted truth and this kind of g- growing cynicism. You know, when you can't believe anything you hear or when everything is tailored, you know, everybody is a target market for something, you know. Right. So there's the target market for gun people. There's the target market of abortion people. There's the target market of the so-called Christians. There's a, you know, and this these messages that get out and that in most cases I would call misinformation, you know, mm-hmm. little bits of truth adorned in a lot of malarkey uh, mm-hmm. is what's frightening to me, this whole Orwellian nature of um, the, how words are used and abused now. It, and and oh, it's yeah. sort of, uh, I, 
And I think a lot of this 35% just sort of threw up their hands and said, okay, if I can't believe anything, I'm just going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and, I, and I do think I, I, I do think that uh, that that a certain percentage of this thirty five we're talking about are the um, uh, they're they're the the people that have reacted to the dog whistle lingo that uh, permeated the the Trump campaign. And I'm speaking of, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, I'll just use the word xenophobes and not get too strong with it. You know, let's leave it at that or, or, or bigots. Um, yeah, I, I won't use the R word and flame somebody up, but um, they've, they've come out of the dark, a lot of them, because they, they've, they've got the impression that, hey, it's kind of okay to, to hate um, because these are yes. the bad people. Um, you know, when you, the, 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 the deja vu feeling that I've got watching um, Trump's campaign when he would stand up there in front of his crowds and, you know, say something about, you know, yeah, kick that guy out of here. You know, if you get, thrown in jail, I'll pay your legal fees, you know, or, you know, kick his ass or whatever. I mean, he's literally calling for people to be beaten and, you know, pointing people out like that. It was reminiscent to me of, uh, and I know I'm not the first to make this connection, but it's reminiscent of the days of like, uh, you know, a George Wallace or, or, you know, pick a European uh, dictator of your choice from the the thirties and the forties, uh, whether it be Italian or Austrian or whatever, um, or, uh, yeah. you know, South America, South America and, and Chile and, uh, Pinochet. And I mean, it just, um, and then look at the people that he seems to, um, revere, um, and speak highly of the, the leader of North Korea, the, the, mm. the murdering, uh, uh, leader of the Philippines, uh, don't you know? Of course, yeah. Vladimir Putin. Um, and, you know, these are all people mm-hmm. that that he seems to be all chummy with, and and has a uh, some kind of smirky uh, reverence for. But yet, you know, uh, won't shake hands with uh, Angela Merkel or or you know, fat mouth, um, you know, a, a uh, uh, the prime minister or the the French president. And it just goes on and on, and I'm just like. How are we, as a nation, how are we sitting for this and listening to this? It just, uh, you know, why, why is there not more outrage? You think about the things that were uh, trumped up, uh, pardon the expression, but um, thrown at uh, Barack Obama during his presidency and all the, all the mm-hmm. screaming and hollering about every move that he made. Well, just, just think about if he would have done any of the things that this creature has done since being in office, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but there would have been uh, riots on the, uh, at the fence at the white house. There would have been people trying to scale the fence and, and get him and, and lynch him. I mean, that, that, that's how fired up they would have been over the kind of things that we're putting up with now. And, and people sitting in, and in, uh, in these high places and on the, on the uh, the commentator's chair in front of a camera, 
and make excuses for this guy uh, of why he's doing that. Well, he's, he's pushing back. He He's not going to be bullied. He's going to react, you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Parker, whatever her name is, you know, she's the, the little uh, porch uh, <laughs> attack dog, you know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. We, we, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, and, I, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm tenacious in what I want to get done, but I do ride a wave of, of, you know, despair because of the amount of things that, that we're having to deal with. And, and basically, you know, it's, oh, well, that's our president. This is the guy that's portraying the image of our country around the world. And he's considered a buffoon at the best. Yes, at the yes, worst, I, he's, a, he's just, a dangerous loudmouth. Yes, uh, the yeah, Pew Research Center just just released the um, what what was it called the the social political perception of world leaders kind of study. They do it every oh, year, yeah. and right and right now. Angela Merkel is on the top of that list, and our president mm-hmm. is lower than Putin. Lower than Putin. Mm-hmm. It's like 27th. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, right. oh my gosh. And it's very, and it's not a totally, it's not a subjective thing. You know, I mean, there's no. all kinds of surveys and all kinds of assessments and all kinds, I mean, the Pew Research Center, I'm sorry, you cannot throw rotten tomatoes at this group. You just can't. And no. basically, he's he is considered arrogant, irresponsible, and dangerous. I think that was the quote. It's, right. it's pretty close. I'll put I'll put one quote mark instead of two uh, around that mm-hmm. sentence. And um, I think that article is posted on my Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. But I mm-hmm. I think there has been a little bit of glib kind of joy about oh yeah, if the rest of the world hates us, then obviously we're doing something right. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really sick twist. It's like saying, oh, yeah, if right. everybody in school hates me, I must be cool. And right. that is, you know, that might be an interesting reaction to, well, I don't care if the mean girls hate me or I don't care if the jocks hate me or, you know, come up with your own personal equivalent. But I got to tell you, there were people in my high school who everybody was just afraid of. And and right. them alone, mm-hmm. and that's who and, he and, would have uh, been in my high school. Right, exactly. And those and those people, you know, we all had them in our high school. Um, they right. uh, they took they took that as a as a banner to to uh, wave high. You know, they 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 weren't an athlete. They weren't uh, the top of their class uh, scholastically. Uh, but they could, uh, you know, uh, beat somebody up or, or uh, you know, be the bully or, or be the, the scary guy uh, or, or even girl nowadays. <laughs> you know, they can be kind of rough. So it's an equal opportunity uh, position to be filled, I suppose. But, yeah, it, it, yeah you know, anything so. that they come up with on this guy, they have a way to spin it. And it, it's just it, mm-hmm. it's, it's dangerous. We need to face the truth of what is really going on here. And, uh, you know, the uh, I, I'm convinced that a lot of these things that are being uh, uh, done are part of his vendetta to pretty much erase the entire legacy of Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Uh, he doesn't want anything yeah. on the book or any regulation or legislation or any program, even feeding 
healthy food to our kids, that's not even off, you know, the, the, the target. Um, you know, they, 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 they go and they, and they shut down the, you know, Michelle Obama uh, nutrition program. Oh, these kids, you know, we went to school and they told us they want to have their nuggets, their chicken nuggets and their chocolate milk. Yeah, that, that's great. How, and what's the percentage of, uh, of obese children now? You know, how many people are, are, are coming down with diabetes and, and, and heart uh, issues because of our diet? I mean, it's, uh, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. The climate change uh, right. denying, you know, everything, everything. It's just like, and the way I look at the the climate thing, if I, you know, it's just like being in a in a pinball machine today, probably following me. But, um, um, you know, the climate change argument, you know, where these people say, oh, this is all cyclical, this has happened for centuries. Okay, well, you know, here's an idea. So what you're saying is, if we don't do anything, everything's going to be okay. Um, so if we do do something, then it's going to be a little better than okay, if we're to believe that this is all cyclical. But on the other hand, if, if a lot of this can be slowed down and maybe put towards a trend of reversing, uh, you know, the carbon footprint, uh, the, the, uh, the effect of, of, uh, of man on our, on our weather, on our climate, if there is something that has got some validity to it, What's it going to hurt to try it? You know, it's not going to make it worse. Right. It's only going to make it better. So why the big push? Well, the big push is the oil industry and the coal industry to mm-hmm. a point, which is microscopic nowadays compared to, you know, uh, wind and, and solar, although Trump would never say that. But, I mean, the amount of people employed by, um, by green energy vastly is over uh, the people that are in the coal uh, industry. Um, you know, time marches on. We need to march with it. You, know, you look, you look at the infrastructure of uh, of the European countries, uh, you know, as a whole, and they're they're light years ahead of us. We're still running trains on tracks that uh, were uh, uh, trains with Abraham Lincoln in it went on. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable that the 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 backwards attitude that that we're throwing ourselves into because of this uh, addiction to the dollars extracted from the, the fossil fuel industry, you know, that's helping run the show and at at the expense of all of us. Right, right, right. I mean, these guys are, I think we so underestimate their power in the world. You know, I mean, this has more to do with Putin than anything. This has more to do with the Middle East than anything. And so I call these guys yester energy people. Because it really should have been gone 50 years ago. I, we don't really know anything more today than we did in the 70s about what was going on here. We've reproved it and reproved it and reproved it, and we've demonstrated how little changes here and there make a difference. Uh, but, but the truth is we could have, like, gone solar and wind energy. We could have gone renewables in the 70s. We have the technology. Mm-hmm. We have the knowledge. We had the power distribution systems. We had everything. Mm-hmm. But these guys now have gotten another 50 years out of the dirt. 50. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I don't think, well, plus add to that, if there was any industry in the world that could flip from fossil fuel to renewables overnight, literally, it is the energy industry. They're poised for it. 
They're ready for it. They have right. the technology. They have the scientists. They have the engineers. They got everything they need. But they're not going to do it until it's a high-powered commodity and they've got nothing left in the ground. It's like leaving a dollar right. on the table. They're not going to leave a dollar on the table. And so it has to become ungly desirable, right? Share him. Mm-hmm. We have to stop losing money for these guys to stop and make that flip, which everybody knows they're ready to make. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody out there is listening and you have any holdings in any petrochemical industry, knock it off. Sell. Everybody needs right. to get the hell out of this industry. You need to do, you know, ride your bike once a week. Do anything you can to reduce profits for these people, because they're exactly. the only thing that keeps them fracking and putting crudu on train tracks that should that's not worth the risk of transporting by rail. That has them putting things in trucks that is dangerous to transport in public roadways. They, you know. If they need to refine this stuff, why don't they build their damn refinery where they pull it out of the ground? I don't know. But, yeah. you know, so I'm – and I am I am pretty hot about this one because, so first of all, I spent many, many years at the EPA, and mm-hmm. I knew the pe- – I knew, I know the people who were doing some of this early research, you know. They didn't want this to be true. It's not like somebody said, hey, let's just give the oil you know, industry a bad time. For gosh sakes, this is not what they wanted. You know, it is what was true. And then there's people like Jane Lubchenco, who lives just down the road from me, and she used to be the administrator for NOAA, right? Mm-hmm. And she came, back to Corval- she came back to Corvallis after her stint in Washington, D.C., and get, you know, little talk, because it's a small but scientific community here. And basically people were saying, well, what was it like? And she said, well, you know, it's crazy. I'd walk down the halls of Congress, and I, cannot- I lost track of how many times people would come up to me and say, Noah, why do I need Noah? I can just turn on the weather channel. And it's like, dude, <laughs> who do you think gives the information to the Weather Channel? I mean, that's how right. unsophisticated some of the people who are running this country are when it comes to matters mm-hmm. of planetary well-being. And mm-hmm. it's unimaginable to me that anyone would stomach this, that anyone would say, as you said, what's the harm? It's only right. on the profit loss statement. It's only in the right. dividends. As a matter of fact, you could profit loss a company to death. That doesn't matter. It's the dividends. What are they paying? Period. And that's exactly. not what and, this and country was founded on. No, no. And uh, it also uh, wasn't founded on fear, which uh, seems to get uh, shoveled out to us plenty, you know, to try to get people to uh, – uh, you know, uh, pull the covers back over their head and stop paying attention. Um, you know, there's there's always a boogeyman. You know, whether it's the uh, the, the the Muslims or uh, uh, the guy wanting to uh, uh, increase the uh, the taxes on something. I mean, they they love taking the focus off. They they want you to look at the sparks and the smoke and just uh, don't don't pay attention to the fire. Um, you know that that the stuff that's actually burning. Don't don't worry about that. You know because we're gonna watch the pretty smoke and the and the sparks flying around. 
Um, you know, when you're talking about renewable energy, it kind of brings the, my, my memory banks in the, in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the mid and late 90s, I was in the automotive biz and I um, uh, worked with a uh, General Motors uh, dealership. And uh, the buzz at the time was the uh, Chevy uh, General Motors coming out with the EV1, which was a, an all-electric uh, vehicle that they were uh, putting together. And um, they, they'd send us out, you know, uh, VHS tapes. Uh, that's what we had, you know, for information or to, yes. you know, watch the uh, new product line and whatnot. And, you know, we were, we were kind of uh, intrigued, you know, like, wow, electric car, gee, we can hardly wait till, you know, we see one of those and, oh, they're, you know, they're going to try them out in California, whatever, you know, so uh, years go by and um, you know, I'm, out, I'm out of that biz, but um, it was uh, then that car kind of disappeared and then the buzz was that, oh, they, you know, they're undependable, the batteries don't last, or they, you know, burn up. Kind of like the same kind of stuff they tried to say about Tesla now, uh, but they failed. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the EV1 disappeared. Well, it wasn't until about um, almost 10 years later, actually longer than that, the, the, the documentary was made in around 2006, so I didn't see it till around uh, uh, almost 2010, um, and if, if, if you haven't seen it, and the people that are listening, if they haven't seen this, you need to find and, and watch this. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Amazon, but it's called Who Killed the Electric Car? And that will give you a front row seat into how the oil industry operates with the assistance of the government that they control, basically, in shutting down something that's going to affect their bottom line. And uh, by the time this thing's over, you, you, you know, you're, you're going to be irritated, but, uh, you know, that's the point um, that, that you see the power of that industry, especially at this, at this time in our, in our uh, history. And it's just an absolute crying shame. You know, it, it's, it, it kind of, uh, I don't know if you'd see the connection, but um um, you know, I, a lot of times I think about how advanced would the, uh, the North and South and Central American cultures be if we had left alone the Aztecs and, and the Mayans and the Incas that were so advanced yeah. with astronomy and, you know, their cultures were, you know, their, their architecture, everything else. But we pretty much killed them because they had gold and silver and we wanted that stuff. You know, when I say we, I'm talking about the Europeans and the so-called explorers, you know, such as uh, Cortez and Pizarro and whatnot. You know, basically yeah. we're uh, mercenaries. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are conquistadors, which was basically a soldier of fortune. Yeah, and, and we, you yeah. know, totally, you know, wipe out these civilizations that were so much more advanced in many aspects. Well, what would have happened if we would have left them alone? You know, where would we all be, mm. you know, right now, you know, profiting from their knowledge rather than wiping them out to get to their, their money? And basically, you know, same kind of thing here. You look at this, you go, wow, they had an electric car back in the 90s that they were mass producing, and they were trying it out. And, you know, you watch this and you say, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is you're affecting the bottom line of, of the fossil fuel industry. And like you said, until they get the last drop out of the ground, 
uh, they're going to try to run the, the table on us. And, you know, that's, that's where we're at. And, you know, it goes with everything, you know, big pharma, uh, uh, you know, oil. They're, they're all out there with their one thing in mind, that they owe it to their shareholders to make a profit. And the more profit they make, mm-hmm. the happier everybody is that's connected with, you know, those industries and, and that company. Um, it's just like, you know, Bernie Sanders was saying, hey, you know, you can, you can make money, but you can't have it all. You know, you can't have it all. Well, that, that's the attitude they want is they want it all. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't get some of it, well, too bad. Too bad, you know. Like I said, again, you know, see you in the soup line. Right, right, right. Well, you know, all the people that really are the uh, prime uh, receivers of benefit from all of this, they could all have lunch together in one ballroom. You know, they could yeah. all have rubber chicken or whatever in one ballroom. Mm-hmm. And and I've been to luncheons that were bigger than 400 people. I'm sure you have too. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's how few. Just think of a, some darn thing you've been to. They mm-hmm. are the ones that matter because they can buy influence. And they buy influence through, they are elected by sponsoring them. They buy influence through ALEC. They buy influence, mm-hmm. frankly, uh, you know, given the birther history of our current president, uh, I would not be surprised. I'd never put it into the language that I'm about to speak, but when you were talking about the Obama legacy, it occurred to me that there would be people in that lunchroom, in that rubber chicken lunchroom, who would want to erase the Obama family from history. You know, right. they're, that, they're that disgusted with the notion of a person of color. Right. Well, yeah, because they, because those are the same people that you know think that um, he came from uh, Kenya or you know, he's some Manchurian candidate or whatever, and that <laughs> you know he should be he should be shipped out of the out of out of the country, uh, you know. And of course, you know, take the family uh, uh, with you. The most ridiculous uh, stuff. And and then who would think that when all that ridiculous birther stuff was being promoted? And then uh, got really uh, another surge of life from uh, the orange orangutan that we would eventually have that cheerleader as the the, the chief executive of our country. I, it's hard for me to use the right. P word around his name. I mean, it just it really does kind of make me uh, ill. But, um, uh, you know, who would think that this is where we're at? Well, the reality is, um, you know, hey, I'd like to say, uh, you know, cut that, uh, you know, we're just making a David Lynch movie, but that's not the case. This is, this is reality. This is what we got. And, um, you know, th- that guy is uh, sitting in the white house or maybe he's down at Mar-a-Lago uh, dusting off his phony time magazine cover uh, pictures that he has, um, you know, who knows, but uh, that's the reality. And, um, you know, when people say like uh, Sunday where we have the, uh, I heard you speak about the, uh, uh, March to impeach or the impeachment March. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm attending that right. Sunday with some of a uh, few of our members and, and, uh, but the thought of, um, of, of actually impeaching him and getting him out of office, uh, is rather frightening because, uh, then we have Mike Pence, who is 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 just as corrupt, uh, but but I'm a little more fearful of uh, the damage that he can do because 
he's a uh, he's a real good uh, charlatan at playing a Christian, and he also yeah. is a little better connected politically to be able to get things done uh, without all the uh, negative um, uh, connotations that kind of follow uh, uh, Trump Finskin around because of his, his big mouth and his, uh, you know, who, who would, who would think that we'd ever get to a point where we're spending so much time talking about um, electronic text messages, AKA tweets from the leader of our country. You know, the guy that's, that gets up at three or four in the morning evidently fell asleep with a, you know, his finger on the keyboard with his Kofefi moment, whatever it was. But, you know, here's a guy that, that gets up at two or three in the morning and, uh, and sends out these, these inflammatory, a lot of times flat out lying uh, tweets, you know, his recent thing where he's, uh, you know, on a, on a tirade against uh uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, Mika Brzezinski for crying out loud! You know this. This is what we. This is what we're getting with all the things that are going on in this country and the world, where we should be showing some some leadership and some sanity, and and bringing something to the table. This is what you're bringing us. It, it's just. Uh, it, 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 it's no wonder at all that we're uh, a, a laughing stock. I'm telling you. I hope I don't twist an ankle when I get off the soapbox when we're done talking here, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, who knows? The ground may raise up to meet you. It's a, uh, I do. I know when I wake up in the morning and, you know, I refuse to even look at Twitter anymore. I just can't do it because somebody's yeah. going to show me something he said. You know, one of my friends uh-huh. is going to share it, and I'm going to go, oh, no, 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 I don't want to see this. Yeah. And, the, you know, the whole ruckus this morning is just, again, I want to point to the high school mean girl, except, you know, that's mm-hmm. really a, a – I, the personality type I'm pointing to really isn't gender specific. But it, mm-hmm. the reason I think the high school mean girl thing uh, evolved, why it was – we noticed it with girls and not with boys, was because – you know, even the they, women had less power, right? And so they had to develop this power behind the scenes kind of thing. And, and so the denigration of others is like a, is a, an old tool and in some mm-hmm. ways effective, you know. But it, to see the supposed but no longer leader of the free world um, engaging in conversations like this, I'm, I mean, I'm so disappointed. It's just, I feel my body wilt. It's like, I need to be, I need the president to be smarter than I am. I need the president right. to be more articulate than I am. I need the president to be more thoughtful than I am. You know, I need mm-hmm. that to be a person I respect, even if I disagree with. And I can do that. And Lord knows I disagreed with plenty of what Mr. Obama did. But... I sure as heck understood what he was saying when he spoke, and I I certainly had access to him, not Twitter. You know, there are ways to communicate with your president. But to me, you talked about movies earlier, and to me, all I see is this kind of mischief, this kind of keeping it stirred up, even when the Congress is trying to calm things down, this constant personalization of everything. Mm -hmm. 
leads people to talk about, oh, we need another civil war. We need to rewrite our Constitution. And i got to tell you, a civil war in America today, that would be a Tarantino movie. That oh, would yeah. be Rwanda. Yeah. That would be yeah. Rwanda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, exactly. If there's any Gettysburg in our future, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there's and there's people. Any, yeah. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, you've got people out there that are that are salivating over that thought. You know, they would love to be able to get out in the street and play with their guns. You know, uh, it's just uh, yeah. It's a, that's a nightmare scenario. And to, you know, think about it. Yeah. No way do we want it to get to to that point. Um, no. We we uh, we need to. Uh, we need a revolution, but it needs to be, uh, for the most part, bloodless. You know, there may be a few bloody noses, but I hope that's as bad as it gets. Right, right. You know, and the thing is, revolution is not, I guess there's always been a sense of violence with it, maybe. But um, so it almost feels like, okay, we're, we're the French underground. We're not. It's not the French Revolution. It's the French Underground. Right. And we're making changes mm-hmm. from inside. You know, we're, the the people are united uh, in such a way that the other, you know, the people in control supposedly have a no impact, no influence, but also don't see it. They do not see it. And so I'm hopeful that that's what our revolution, what resists, what indivisible, what coffee party, with uh, the West Sound. Social uh, for social justice is up to is that we're all behind the scenes unifying ourselves with one another with with represent us and with move on and with whomever you know send me your events whoever you are out there come on the show whoever you are out there because I really think we way outnumber them I honestly now this is not intended to be a conspiracy theory but I honestly don't believe he won I just don't. And I can, mm-hmm. I've been doing an extensive research project, and, I, and I'll have to tell you, um, the, uh, you know, my project includes how did people vote, when did people vote, what kind of voter suppression activity was going on, you know, did they or did they not require access poll ID. I mean, like, I've got this spreadsheet with, like, 20 columns in it. And so far, my research points to if you're a state that has, exclusively mail-in ballots, you came within uh-huh. like a point, point oh something with the predictions from like, let's say from um, 538. Right. And, you know, at, you know, seriously. And then the farther away from mail-in vote, which is not electronic and is archived and is challengeable and recountable, right? The mail-in vote. Mm-hmm. Those right. guys there are four states that are exclusive and they were right on the money with the polls and the pre polls and the exit polls and the predictions, the farther away mm-hmm. from mailing you get, and the less reliable those things were. Now that's right. not a coincidence. The, the right. more voter suppression legislation that was passed in the previous four years, the less likely that thing was to be real. I have a friend in Ohio who showed up to vote she had been registered, well, she'd lived in the same house for 25 years. She's my age. I'm 65. She hadn't changed her name. She changed her name long before she moved. And she voted in pretty much every election, right? And mm-hmm. she had been taken off the rolls. 
So one of the, those columns is how many people were removed from the rolls in those states. So when you go right. to gerrymandering, voter suppression, voter roll purging, and add a few more things, you know, and how did you vote? Does your computer have a paper trail? Does your computer not have a paper trail? Is it mail-in? Um, it doesn't look good for believing the outcome. It looks really now, no. not that there might not have been literally an outcome, but you know, what if all those people purged or all those people held back by long lines and, Oh, another column is uh, the number of voting places compared to the previous year. So if you had 800 <laughs> voting places in the state, why were there only 500 this year? Right. You know, so by closing poll. Yeah. So all of those things are important to know. And it's, you know, I could find myself totally wrong, and this is all legitimate, but my spidey sense said this isn't making sense to me. And it wasn't like, oh, God, my candidate lost, or, you know, there was nothing personal about it. There's just that part of me that demands a certain kind of, what's, what's the word, pattern recognition is like this thing I was born with. And the patterns mm-hmm. don't look good. And, and misinformation campaign is what makes it believable. Because mm-hmm. if you knew in advance what was happening, and so you're talking to trash about it before it happens, right? And right. And if that were actually true, that is almost a Tarantino movie, to think that you could yeah. actually be manipulated in advance to be, to be unconcerned about a future crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, don't, they, they want to uh, desensationalize, uh, you know, what you're about to probably see happen be, before you. And, you know, there, there's no there's no secret that the uh, voting process has been under attack, you know, for years, um, you know, and essentially from the the the, the Uber uh, right in trying to, um, you know, legally, I'm using the word loosely, uh, rig the, the system by the gerrymandering, uh, by this this gleaning of the of the uh, the voting rolls. Um, you know, going after certain names, uh, people uh, co- convicted of crimes in other states with the same last name. You know, people getting knocked off the voting rolls, like you say. Well, you know, the, the even the Supreme Court uh, in uh, the courts in I think it was North Carolina saw that what they were doing there for what it was. Essentially, they were trying to um, attack the the the. Uh, or negate the the black vote, which typically is yes. you know uh, highly uh, on the Democratic side, um, and you know I'm I'm kind of uh, scratching my head again. Like you know Washington's a mail-in ballot state. Um, seems to me that it would be pretty easy to um, have the same kind of voting going on in every state in the union, uh, especially when it comes to a, a national uh, election and something that, mm-hmm. that has some uh, accountability to it that, you know, can be monitored by, you know, any number of, of uh, legit organizations that, that uh, do this watchdogging because, oh, I, yeah, I have no, no doubt whatsoever that things uh, were uh, Ma- manipulated to a, a, a degree 
so much so that it might have, uh, you know, swung this election. I, I don't have any, you know, solid rock evidence uh, I could throw out there in front of you. Uh, but uh, likewise, uh, you know, Trump didn't have about where uh, Barack Obama was uh, born, except he didn't want to recognize his actual birth certificate. Um, <laughs> no, no, no doubt, no doubt in my mind that 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 could have happened. And, you know, it, it's it's happened uh, around the world in different countries. And, uh, you know, uh, yes. his his pal Putin, his pal Putin and his cronies are experts at that stuff. You know, they, they make us mm-hmm. look like uh, children, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, election interference. So, you know, that that's where we're at. And, um, you know, it's a um, it is definitely time for uh, people. It's beyond time. I mean, you, you, you can still get on the bus. There's room. Um, you know, uh, but, but it's rolling and, and we need, you know, everybody we can get on board. And like I said, with our group, with any group that people get involved in, uh, whether it be move to amend or coffee party or, or smaller, you know, local groups like, you know, ourselves, WSSJ, people need to get engaged because, uh, this attitude about, oh, I don't get into politics. Well, then politics is going to get into you. And it's not going to feel good, I, I guarantee you, uh, because the kind of politics that we're having uh, form before our eyes is not anything that's designed uh, with liberty and justice for all and, and, you know, of, for, and by the people. It's being, you know, controlled by uh, moneyed interests that, um, you know, I don't care how many millions of dollars you might have in the bank, you're a peasant compared to the the actual puppet masters that are in operation in this country now, and they're not all American citizens either. You know, there's a lot of them that you know. There's a lot of outside money that's been injected into our elections via these PACs, and that's you know a subject for an, uh, maybe another show. But this is what we get when we have idiot, uh, destructive rulings like the Citizens United ruling. You know, we have a we yeah. have a right leaning we have a right leaning uh, Supreme Court uh, stolen, uh, you know, by the right because of the fact that they wouldn't uh, put in an Obama nominee. Uh, you know, just ridiculous the the things that were done to our previous president that that this country, for the most part, sat and let happen. And, and, and now, you know, if, like I said, if the same things that were done to him or said by him uh, or said by Trump were put into Obama's mouth, we would have had riots on a daily basis. But now all of a sudden, um, having a, a loudmouth bully and having corruption right before your very eyes uh, seems to be, for the most part, acceptable to uh, the, the population. And we can't have it that way. You know, we we no. if we're not concerned about ourselves, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'm a guy going on, uh, you know, the Medicare rolls here in two or three months. If I'm not concerned about myself and at least think about my children and my grandchildren and what we're going to leave them. Uh, are we going to leave them just a mess of nothing that is just going to be, uh, you know, despair and, and economic chaos and environmental chaos and and uh, racial injustice and gender injustice. Is that what we're going to leave? Are we going to leave, uh, you know, some kind of uh, uh, an uh, grand uh, world 
uh, where, you know, you just do whatever you want if you got the money to pay the price? Is, is that what we're going to end up being? Or are we going to be, you know, what our forefathers intended us uh, to be, you know, a, uh, a society where, you know, we take care of uh, our people, that, you know, we, we help the downtrodden, we educate the uneducated, you know, we bring, you know, we try to float all the boats, bring everybody up. I mean, it's no secret that, you know, when everybody's uh, uh, healthy, uh, the workforce thrives. When the workforce thrives, we generate more uh, revenue. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I know talking to you, Janine, you're, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we need to, you know, we're in this together. We need to resist together. And, uh, you know, we need to, to uh, you know, I think the, the midterm elections uh, next year are going to be very critical. You know, we need to get back one, uh, you know, either the House or the Senate or, you know, miraculously both to be able to stop what is going to be attempted to be done to us by this administration if it's continued to allow to run loose. You know, we need to stop yeah. it. I, I hear yeah, you. I, I, that, well, there's a beautiful end rant. We should probably <laughs> wait to, to sort of bring it to a close. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, the fact that there's foreign money makes its way into our politics because of PACs, dark money, but also because mm-hmm. corporations make donations. And we don't care what percentage of a corporation is foreign held. When, that, right. when they allow that. I mean, that was just another door in, you know, the whole voter yeah. purge thing, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I love your point, and, and I'm going to paraphrase what you just said, which is basically find your team and be mm-hmm. involved, be engaged. So, you know, that team could be the West Sound for social justice. That team could be Coffee Party. It could be represent us. It could be Move On. We could do a whole list or all of them. You know, you can mm-hmm. be certainly these groups aren't mutually exclusive, but to really think that there's any way forward where some darn buddy isn't going to have to do something, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling lucky, you could hope that Don and Janine could fix this for you, or you know, you could <laughs> actually find your personal form of engagement. And I think, you know, we started this show, Don, with you talking about where, you know, whether it's sending postcards or faxes or phone calls or, I mean, you could you could change the world in your jammies. We know this. We know this. Yes, you and can. And I'm not on yes, TV. I'm, <laughs> I'm not on yeah. TV because I'm in my jammies now. But, um, yeah. the, you know, <laughs> but or whether it's on the streets or whether it's, you know, attending lectures or trainings or there's just a million things to do. The point you've made very well is this is not the time to do nothing. This is not no, the time no, to not do nothing. No, not at all. If, no. Right. And if nothing else, if you're registered to vote, confirm your registration before the next election. One of the strategies I saw, um, because I'm doing this study, right, I'm, com- I'm compiling data sources and um, data information, and the current strategy post-election is if you didn't vote in the last federal election, they can purge you. So if you didn't vote on the presidential election recently in 2018, you'll wake up and be purged because you didn't vote. 
And so um, those are the kind of things I uh, expect will be coming out of ALEC, like what's our suppression strategy for 2018? So this meeting in Colorado uh, later in July is this is where this stuff is born. And I'm serious Mm -hmm. that there's a listener who attends. Please come to the show, call in, and uh, we'll talk about what the strategy is going to be. But a minimum someone could do today is confirm your registration, vote mm-hmm. every time you can to prevent being purged, take friends to the poll with you, support the rights of others to vote. Um, Coffee Party is about to announce, announce a voting initiative, and I don't want to out anybody, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. So all the way from from affirming, confirming your own vote, to placing your vote, to whatever's next for you, that too is activism. And man, and actually yes. all of these other things, so many things that, that Don does or I might do or anyone else, is actually fundamentally boiled down to your ability to vote. All these other things, yep. so many of them are just in the way of all that. And, and more than that, to have an informed vote. So, you know, you could show up and, you know, you could mark anything you want, but do you want the ability to receive actual truth, actual facts, actual perspective, actual position? And, you know, that's the other piece of the gobbledygook. So that, I'm that thrilled, is. Don, that you could join me today. And if, if you uh, have any parting words, now would be a great time. I just feel very complete with our conversation. Oh, yeah, likewise, and I can't uh, thank you enough. I mean, uh, we we went almost an hour and a half, and it seemed like it was five minutes uh, from my side, but um, I, I really appreciate you uh, letting me uh, get on your program and, and uh, chat. It's great uh, catching up with you and, and uh, getting the fire stoked up here, too. Um, a couple of uh, plugs. You mentioned uh, Alec, and I'm not going to plug Alec, but I, I do want people to be very aware of what Alec is if they're not um, up on it. And you can go to a site um, that's uh, very informative, uh, and it's called uh, Alec Exposed, and I believe it's uh, alecexposed. Yes, it is alecexposed. O-R-G. It's uh, maintained by the Center for Media and Democracy, and it's very informative. Uh, no matter where you live, you need to go to the ALEC site itself and find out who among your legislators are involved with ALEC as a member or as uh, part of their, uh, you know, being a, a, a chair for the state or a co-chair. Uh, unfortunately, the district that I live in um, our uh, state senator, Jan Angel, is a chair for ALEC, and I've had a few conversations with her. Uh, I've tried to ask questions uh, that she doesn't want to answer, so I've been banned from her Facebook page, and um, I, I don't get a lot of reaction whenever I write or, or call. Um, but but ALEC is, um, you know, basically a bill mill, and among other things, they are responsible for the legislation that allowed Trayvon Martin to be murdered in, in Florida with the Stand Your Ground mm-hmm. law protecting, uh, protecting uh, George uh, Zimmerman, I think his name was. Uh, that's the kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that was, a gun in, that was a gun industry thing, 
you know, let these people uh, have more options to use their guns so they can buy more guns and ammo. So alecexposed.org, and then our website, again, wssj.org. We are having a little social event, outdoor thing, July 23rd with uh, music, hot dogs, and all that good stuff at uh, – Jarstead Park, which is a, a, a city uh, uh, park here in the Kitsap uh, County area. Uh, anyone uh, that's uh, wanting to come and uh, hang out with us, uh, check our website or us on Facebook, and maybe I can get a link on your on your page, uh, Janine, for our our uh, our uh, site. But I really uh, appreciate again you uh, letting us uh, be on um, imparting. You know, people want to know what they can do. Sometimes people. Uh, just want to give money to causes, you know, they don't want to, uh, they don't have the time or whatever. And I understand that uh, there's plenty of uh, places where money can be donated, such as coffee party or whatnot. But two of the national things that I think are very important with the, with the atmosphere uh, of what is going on in this country right now uh, that I personally would endorse. And I think are very important is number one, the ACLU, and number two, uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, so if people are feeling that they need a little more tax write-off this year to donate to, uh, you know, a, a write-off, uh, I would I would recommend those among uh, some of the others we mentioned as our our, our own uh, organizations. But thanks so much. Um, I hope I see some people at the impeachment march in Seattle Sunday. It starts at 11 up at the center, ends up at the courthouse. Uh, by three should be uh, fun. It's great to get out in the numbers and see that, yes, there are people that are making a stand and resisting, and we're all in this together. So everybody keep pulling on the oars, and if you have to, grab a bucket and throw some water out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Thank you. So I always end with the telethon moment. Coffee Party USA is totally funded by you, our members, and supporters. Citizens United has not benefited us. We have no sugar daddy behind the curtain. It's just us, you and me. If you'd like to become a member, go to www.coffeepartyusa.com. Click on the big red Become a Member Today button. You can choose to be an annual member, a monthly sustainer, or a one-time donor. Thanks for joining me on Lunch with Loudon and Coffee Party On.